just to get started, tell us a bit about how you found your way into this new CEO position. So when I was born, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, um, no. I well, I, I grew up in an architect's household, which I'm learning more and more is rare, more rare than mm-hmm. I had thought. It was all I knew growing up, which was you know we you know we'd have family vacations, kind of random trips. Like I I do remember like going on like a trip to Chicago, and like you know it'd be like every fifth block or so. My dad would say, oh, we're, we're going to pull over here. <laughs> and I, he, he actually had like a Polaroid camera at that yeah. time to yeah. take like Polaroid pictures. And I'm like, I, I didn't know that that was different or unique, but that's kind of how family vacations were spent. Like while we were wherever, we would always be pulling off to the side of the road trying to take pictures or look at something. And now that my family has to suffer the same thing, because um, <laughs> I have a... I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, um, almost seven um, and almost five, even though she just turned four in October. I, I hear all the time she's almost five, um, and my son will be seven <laughs> in January. But um, my And my wife, who every time we're on a family vacation and we're kind of driving around, and I'm like, oh, I want to stop and look at this, or I want to yeah, stop. Yeah. And she was like, can you please stop talking about work? <laughs> even though I'm like, it, it's not work. I'm just... I just think this building's cool. I just yeah, want to yeah. stop and see it. So I grew up with that. I have two older brothers. They're not interested in architecture per se, <laughs> but we all kind of had summer jobs of, you know, in the mailroom or reorganizing files. Yeah. I remember um, Aaron in our office telling us uh, when I'd be working for Moody Nolan in the summer that he said, you can wear shorts tomorrow. And I'm kind of like, well, what's that about? And it was basically because I was going to be spending the day in the unair-conditioned attic where people just kind of threw old files and we had to somehow build shelves and reorganize all of them. But there was something valuable learned in how drawings are organized mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in that. So that that's kind of where it started, kind of summer family trips and kind of summer internships, if you want to call them that, at Moody Nolan um, in the attic or the basement or kind of helping people with mail or prints. Somewhere around high school, maybe late middle school, I started getting taking a closer look, but I'd never... I'd never want to admit, um, like I think most rebellious kids do, that they weren't were interested in architecture. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, well, they can't be really interested. That's what my dad does. I got to do something different. So didn't want to admit it. And then <laughs> in high school, it became more and more clear. Like, yeah, this is actually probably a really good fit. Um, I'm really good at a lot of this stuff, but I still won't tell anybody. And I think <laughs> I don't think my dad will tell a story about like in church in front of everybody when I finally kind of fessed up, confessed maybe, (laughs) um, um, that that's what I was interested in. But it really, it became real around the time I had to start um, college applications because you really have to declare a major at that point. I put down that I was interested in, you know, I wanted to major in architecture and that really did influence a lot of the classes and a lot of the schools I was looking for because believe it or not, there are not very many architecture schools compared to other majors or professions. So you have to be kind of picky about it. And the only thing um, I knew uh, was I didn't want to, (laughs) I didn't want to go to Ohio State. And it was less about (laughs) Ohio State. And it was more about, I I think I spent, you know, most of high school and college, I guess, proving it for myself. Mm -hmm. Am I really good at architecture? Or am I interested in architecture because I'm interested? Or did I just happen to be around it? Yeah. So getting away from that a little bit actually helped a lot. And I remember, I remember actually, because uh, my neighbors were uh, the Smoots, uh, Smoot Construction. And mm-hmm. I remember going over Lewis Sr.'s house because 
you know, before I went away for college and him saying, you know, the best thing you can do is get away. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go out and you got to do things for yourself and get away from here and kind of figure it out for yourself. And it, it, I, all along the way, I kind of got constant reaffirmation or affirmation that kind of helped build confidence that was like, yeah, this is a good thing and this is the right thing. And I, I am kind of able to handle this on my own. So you're probably looking all over the country as far as architecture schools, if they're not very many. Uh, so, again, the reason as to how it started, and it was a strange coincidence, but I remember my freshman year of high school, because my brother, my oldest brother, was a senior when I was a freshman, and I remember finding his name on this board of what all the seniors were doing um, after after high school, and it was the literal the board was like Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Columbus State, Columbus State, Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, mm-hmm, State mm-hmm. Armed Services, yeah. Ohio State, Ohio State, Workforce, Ohio State, Ohio State, and then Columbia University was Susan Nwampa, and I was like, wow, well that's different, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that was completely like, and I and I kind of had no idea. I guess back in those times, you you only like applied to like five schools, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I applied to. Um, Columbia, um, University of Cincinnati, uh, Washington University in St. Louis, uh, Howard University. And I, I don't know how I learned this, but somehow I'm like, well, Cornell is in New York State. Yeah. It's in Ithaca, New York. I kind of like New York. Yeah. Um, didn't, you know, like, well, Ithaca's got to be close to New York City. I didn't do <laughs> enough research. And I had had some loose conversations with the football coach, mm-hmm. just kind of saying, hey, I'm interested. Um, and he was like, well, we'll see. And then I remember getting a call from one of those coaches saying, kind of suggesting it was looking like I was going to get accepted into Cornell. And then I got, you know, always at that time, you knew the acceptance versus the rejection. Yeah. Because the rejection was like a little bitty letter, mm-hmm. like just a single. Mm-hmm. And the acceptance was like this big packet thing. Yeah. So I got this big packet in the mail. <laughs> And then that's when I'm like, wow, um, this is like the number one architecture school in the country. Yeah. Um, the coach said, hey, you need to come and meet and talk more and learn more. And I got the chance to walk on and I guess you might call it like preferred walk on to play football and to go to the number one architecture school and is what it is in Ithaca. The, v- the weekend I happened to go visit, um, it was 75 and sunny. And I'm like, this place, and there's, you know, the saying everybody knows, Ithaca is gorgeous, there's these waterfalls. I'm like, this is the most amazing place in the world. We have to play football and do architecture and be in in my version of New York. I'm like, this is amazing. So went there, played for four years. So many great memories. Was, you know, constantly battling the, you could be a good architect if you stopped playing football, and you could be a good football player if you changed majors. (laughs) Um, But kind of... With a lot of help, um, kind of got through that. Just a lot of professors who were kind of willing to work with me and a lot of coaches who were also willing to work and say, hey, yeah. let's." Yeah. there's a way we can work around this and just kind of take it one day, one week at a time and got through semesters. And then eventually, you know, I remember, you know, senior day and my parents are coming and we're, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going <laughs> to we're going to go out midfield and this will be the end of my football career, which yeah. <laughs> there's another sidebar about that meeting with NFL scouts, which is kind of a funny thing to laugh about now. Yeah, but yeah. but then my fifth year was thesis year. I had a lot of things I studied. Both of my thesis advisors were UCLA alum, and I wasn't finished yet with kind of some of the things I was looking at. And then I was down to UCLA and Ohio State for grad school. I remember I had to make the decision by April 15th. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I remember April 12th, I remember it vividly, which 
if you can't gather what I'm alluding to, the weather in Ithaca is not great in yeah. the winter. <laughs> we're April 12th. We're well into spring, and we got a foot of snow in Ithaca, and I'm like, I can't take this anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, I'm moving to Los Angeles because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just no. the weather did it. Yeah, it was like I just need a break from winter. Um, so I went out for a one year grad program. Um, I had a great time, learned a lot at UCLA. And then I worked in California doing a lot of healthcare projects uh, for uh, Canon Design. Murdaya's Downey gave me a chance, which is a whole other story about his kind of some of the connections with my dad. The architecture world is not very big. Yeah. I had learned a lot um, and I guess met my wife and then I get a call from my dad saying, hey, are you ever going to move back? And I'm like, well, sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he said, sooner or later, probably needs to be sooner. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. So I came home around this time, around Christmas time and was like, well, I was visiting and I'm like, well, I might as well look at some houses and mm-hmm. was just blown away. The cost of living. I mean, my studio was like... It, like I could get a mortgage for less than what I was paying for my <laughs> 300 square foot studio in LA. Yeah, um, still true. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, yes, sign me up. I had had started building. I, I literally before I left for New Year's in that you know holiday window between Christmas and New Year's, I had kind of agreed to start building a house. Um, so moved back that summer. I started working in the design studio at Moody Nolan, and um, just every I, I would say the best way to describe it is. Whether I was ready or not, from the time I started at Moody Nolan about eight and a half years ago to now, there was just a slow adding things onto the plate of my dad says, oh, you should go to this meeting. Oh, you should do this. You know, we're getting ready or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so just slowly added up to the point, you know, eventual president and then um, starting next year will be CEO. That's kind of, I don't know if I could say that's the last Thing added to the plate. Yeah, yeah. Because he's still very much involved, and I don't anticipate, you know, things like, I don't think, you know, he's very, you know, his visionary nature, I don't think will stop from saying, yeah. hey, we should look at this and look it's at good. that, and it'll become, I'll have to f- figure out a way to get it done, but I don't think that'll ever stop. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, tell me about just the perspective definitely of working with family has always been interesting to me because. You, you can't just leave certain things at the door mm-hmm. with work when you're working, literally working for your father. Yeah. You know? I think the one thing, again, the everybody, and I've talked to some other family businesses, I think more and more there's kind of the beginning of a difference of opinion about like work-life balance versus like work-life integration. And it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it's always been a, there's not a like, oh, here's a separate personality at home. And then there's one way um, at work. And then in this context, it's, it's like, he's always been my dad. <laughs> um, I, like I've grown up and known most of the partners at Moody and I've known for quite a while. Um, and I've seen them throughout my life and gotten to know them throughout my life. There was never really a separation between family and work. Um, it's kind of just all one thing. And I think the types of things we do help that because, you know, we're very passionate about, you know, the work we do. I do believe the work we do is service that kind of crosses over into family life. I think the biggest thing with my dad, and I actually, like one of the weirdest things that I struggled with when I first started at Moody Nolan was like, what to call him? Do I call him Kurt Mr. or do yeah, I call yeah. him, you know, Mr. Moody or yeah, is it like, yeah. da- and, and, but the thing is he is no matter at home, no matter at work, no matter with kids, no matter with anything, um, he's my dad. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. who he is. 
And I think, you know, sometimes that can be like a struggle, but I think knowing that it's kind of all the same thing, it all flows together and it makes it great. I think one of the things that really helps from like a, you know, loading my plate up with things is like, oh, how are we going to do this or how am I going to? And I think the thing that I've really been fortunate and blessed with I've never had to question, does he have my best interest in mind? Yeah. Because when he's saying, hey, we need to do this or we need to look at that and, you know, what are the career implications or the project implications or the client? It's like, I know because he's asking me to do it as dad, as boss, as everything, that he has my best intentions in mind. Yeah. Um, he's doing it. It's not like a separation of things. He's, it's kind of an all is one but honestly, first and foremost, he's still my dad. Where I get really excited about it, where it's, you know, it just is what it is, is like when my kids come into the office and it's not a, you know, like, oh, we got to hide them. It's like yeah, they immediately yeah. run. It's like grandpa's office. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, so they're running through <laughs> and seeing. And, you know, they, it's the beginnings of them not seeing the separation, um, which is exciting for me. Um, good, good. Yeah. Are they interested in architecture themselves? You Are you driving them around and stopping at every fifth block too? Uh, no, again, because my wife is kind of in the... Well, <laughs> no. I, I do it. It's more of like a drive-by. <laughs> like, hey, I'm look at this. My son has just said that he's interested in being a police officer, yeah. which I told my wife. I think I wanted to be a police officer at that age too. Yeah. And we actually talked to the police officer who, you know, at our, that works at our church and all that this Sunday. He got I got him to tell his name and how old he was. That was a a big thing for him. (laughs) My daughter is kind of rebellious. (laughs) Runs in the family. Yeah, she says she's a um, she wants to be an astronaut. But then when we were talking to them together, brother and sister, we just did this the other day, and she said she wants to be a police officer. He says, "Well, she says, well, I want to be a girl police officer." (laughs) So she just kind of. That's who they are. That, so, yeah, they have their ideas. Yeah, who knows? But I think I what I would hope for them uh, that I the one thing you know you know that I didn't talk about with growing up and the I don't I was never pressured into architecture. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always felt I had a choice. Like there was no like oh I have to do this or it was always like it. My dad was just kind of being dad and like, yeah. doing his thing, and then it was kind of news to him that I was even interested in architecture. So I'd want the same thing for them. There's no like, Oh, here's the, 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 the the succession plan for my kids. It's like, no, we'll, we'll take it one day at a time. We'll see how it goes and we'll see what happens. Do you have a favorite piece of architecture around Columbus? Uh, something that really sticks out? Well, you know, I'm supposed to say that they're all my favorites. All the Moody <laughs> Nolan projects are all my the Moody favorite Nolan projects. projects. Yeah, I might be able to give you like five, <laughs> maybe like three of them are Moody Nolan projects. Um, for <laughs> that's in, fair. That's yeah, fair for different reasons. So I do. I I think there's a lot of conversation around event space right now. I'll do, give you two extremes right now. Um, like uh, Cavelli Arena is just open, mm-hmm. um, and the Schottenstein Center, and they have two different. They have two different audiences, I'll say, and two different scales of the types of events. But the types of spaces that really bring people together like that, like and, and what's amazing to me now is like I think the shot's coming up on 20 some odd years now. It's it's hard to believe that it's been doing that for that long. And, you know, my dad's kind of history of kind of playing basketball there and like being able to kind of design the arena and the whole story of how that both, both what that meant again, because I knew that story when I was growing up about yeah. when we were pursuing the project, it, like I heard about what was going on and that was a big deal for the firm and our family and just, 
maybe the word legacy is appropriate. And then Cavelli is new. And it, again, it's really just great to see that how you can bring people together in spaces like that just for different events and just to see the atmosphere and the energy. Those, those are two different extremes, we'll call it a 4,000 seat venue and a 20,000 seat venue that are really interesting. We're, we're big sports family. So yeah. our pack, uh, the recreation center, Ohio mm-hmm. state jumps out. I, I still remember touring that and seeing, you know, that you could stack gems. It's yeah. like a, the scale of it is still, but it's kind of done in a, it, I think it's done well. Um, in a way that, you know, you don't think that that building, you know, is one of the largest student rec centers mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I think growing up around here in Columbus, um, everybody's, like, well, yeah, it's Ohio State, but it's like, no, they don't just have these things at other places. Like, yeah. these, this is kind of a big deal. The Veterans Museum is one of, like, the, I think, coolest buildings that people don't recognize how cool it is. It was really hard to construct and really... A complex but exciting but it's really a very simple building so that yeah. it kind of walks that line in a very good way of being like a cool iconic museum piece yeah yeah but it's but again it's just, you know you walk in it's just wood floors and gallery and, and it's kind of a simple building which is very uh, appropriate cool man and maybe is there one big project you're really looking forward to seeing done whether it's one of your guys's or just in general oh what we're doing at Third and State, yeah, uh, partner mm-hmm. with Alfred, yep. uh, is exciting. Um, it's one of those. It is addressing so many things that Columbus needs to come to terms with in a good way. I mean, yeah. like there's certain metrics around density and urbanism that mm-hmm. you know just talk about. You know how much, how many four corner intersections do you have that have buildings on all four corners? Yeah, and that have been having been a parking lot. For so long mm-hmm. across from the state house i think we're really excited about how we can envision kind of completing you know the capitol square yeah and you know the great legacy and lineage that that will be i think it's a real like man this will be something really special can't show any images or anything yeah, Obviously, yeah. that'll radio. come next year though i yeah. understand but so. we're yeah we're really excited about that one um here in columbus yeah. we're there for it man yeah cool um anything else that you'd like to add there was a question about like the other ones like, Oh, you know, what's the future of Columbus and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I do. Again, we're in this exciting cycle right now. Um, everybody's excited about it, but I think it's kind of all of our responsibility to kind of make sure we don't lose sight of the whole picture, you know, where we're like, you know, get all these great graduates from all the colleges and universities, you know, the Columbus States, the Ohio States and the capitals and all, you know, all the universities in the area. Great workforce. Um, we're adding tons and tons of jobs, which means we need tons and tons of office space. Yeah. yeah. Um, and those people need some place to live. And, you know, we're getting more and, you know, more and more sprawled as a city. Um, and I didn't move to, from LA to have an hour commute. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think part of the thing I like that I, I'm excited about some of the conversations we're having right now as a city, because I think we're finally beginning to talk about the whole picture because of the we can't keep building further and further out. Yeah. Um, we're talking more and more about Columbus, neighbor, like true Columbus neighborhoods and how do we make them all the things they need to be, like very diverse and very multicultural, respectful of history, the, the appropriate density. And I, I, and I think that the one thing that hasn't been talked about uh, enough but is beginning to is beginning to have thoughtful conversations around education and what that means, um, both from a 
public education, private education, all that stuff, but also even in the sense, you know, as the more we've looked at it from like an architect's perspective, you know, like 80, 80% of kids waking hours spent outside the classroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So also all of the other spaces that go into helping, you know, make great communities. I think we're at a point now where like we're really on the verge of really addressing it. Um, and that's exciting to see, you know, all those things come together. Diverse communities, great housing options, affordability, great place to educate your kid, great great place, you know, like a lot of people who move from other places to come to Columbus yeah. to raise a family. So I think those are the things we need to keep talking about, um, but we are beginning to talk about them, and that's exciting because that's the only way we'll keep this great stuff we got going. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me.